Charlie, there are two kinds of thieves in this world, the ones who steal to enrich their lives and those who steal to define their lives. Don't be the latter. It makes you miss out on what's really important in this life. Italian job. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. When we were first pitching the idea of this series and kind of brainstorming what types of topics we would want to cover on it, I think this was the first one we ended up writing down because it is so much fun to choreograph and create the cast of characters and to pull off this heist. The other thing is that it is so versatile. To have a heist plot, you can put that in any genre. It can be any sort of story, and you can just include a heist for the fun of it. So what is a heist? How do we define it? It is a team of people led by the main character who coordinates to rob a place. The ending tends to be a ballet-like coordination to pull it off. TVTropes.com actually suggested that making heist movies became really popular because pulling off a heist is very similar to pulling off a film and making a film because of all of the intricate pieces that need to coordinate in perfect harmony in order to pull off this project. One of the best examples of this, movie-wise, is Ocean's Eleven. You see all of the great coordination, and then you see it playing out, and you think, oh no, this is failing spectacularly, but it's not. Some very popular examples include, of course, Ocean's Eleven and Italian Job, which is what we quoted at the beginning of this episode. One of my favorites is Now You See Me and its sequel, where all of the characters are magicians working for this unseen force in order to pull off a magnificent heist at the end. And of course, my favorite heist is Mistborn, the Brandon Sanderson fantasy novel, And another representation of heist in fantasy is Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. I also enjoyed The Great Train Robbery by Crichton. One of my favorites, outside of the fantasy genre at least, is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. All of their Halloween episodes are amazing. And if you're imagining yourself pulling off a heist, I guarantee you are also humming the Mission Impossible theme. So as you can see, very great examples of a variety of heists that you can use to help structure the story that you tell. Along with all of these examples, in most of these you will see the same kinds of tropes over and over within this larger category. One of the most common ones is the hostage situation where the actual object of the heist is to get a person from the bad guy, from the person they're stealing from. In Six of Crows, their object was a person who had the secret to a drug that would become incredibly terrible in the universe of magic. It's also common to see your morally gray mentor Because they're all committing a crime together and we all still kind of have to like them, there's going to be a lot of morally gray involved in your cast. 
And in many cases, that morally gray mentor might actually be your main character in the case of Ocean's Eleven. And that goes along with the next one of this is the one last job. I am going to do this one last heist and then I will finally retire. But because it's my last one, it needs to be the greatest one yet. And of course, if you are picturing any heist movie, you are absolutely going to picture the acrobatic laser motion detector dance. All of those kinds of things where you have to have a very skilled, very graceful walk through an area to avoid tripping any lasers. If you wanted to look up this particular trope on tvtropes.com, they actually call it the caper, which sounds like a food ingredient to me, so we called this episode heist. But one of the things you're going to see fairly often is the bumbling law enforcement that can't keep up with the main characters. Some of that comes with what they call jurisdiction friction. You'll see a lot of the fight between FBI and local law enforcement. Locals are like, no, this is ours. FBI is like, it's ours. Step aside, you small people. Fun little side fact there. That actually doesn't happen in real life. Another subtrope that TV Tropes includes is the just got out of jail. You see this with Ocean's Eleven. You see it with a lot of stories where they get out of jail and now they have to go pull a heist in order to get the fulfillment from the job they went to jail for. If you're using this one, they spent their time in jail creating this heist. So as soon as they get out of jail, they're casting the show. And of course, a classic trope is the train job. This is a heist of something often in motion. The object is in transit, and this is going to be our best opportunity before it goes in lockdown once it's received on the other end. Writing a heist is not an easy task because you need to know the end goal, how it's going to end, and every single step and failure along the way in order for it to be good. This is another trope that pantsers will struggle with. And if you're a pantser, we don't want to shy you off of this. Go ahead, write it. Just be prepared for a very heavy rewrite in your second draft. We do have some suggestions for you to help you write a good heist, though. And it starts with it's not really about the thing. So there should be some kind of emotional connection, an emotional reason behind the heist. Whether that's the Ocean's Eleven example or the emotional connection is to the object that they're stealing. Like they want to return stolen artwork or they are stealing it so they can get a big payout so they can pay for their mom's medical care. Another thing to keep in mind as you're writing a heist movie is they have a very large cast of secondary characters. These characters are named, they have a backstory, they're skilled, they have relationships with each other and not just the main character. This team is essential in pulling off the coordination that it takes to get a heist. I actually heard Brandon Sanderson recently talking about this, and he said that's where he failed with Mistborn in making it kind of a true heist is that his main characters, the Mistborn, were too powerful and it somewhat negated the contributions of the rest of the members of the heist team. In that regard, 
this is a great opportunity to include a lot of diversity in your characters. So if this situation that they're about to go into is going to be incredibly loud for this one person, get a deaf character to play that role. Another element to include when writing a heist is that the mentor character, sometimes the leader of the band, like Danny Ocean, has a history with pulling a heist like this, but it went wrong. And that's probably what landed him or her in jail. If not, there is definitely a trauma there where the person he was teaching before ended up in jail or died. Something dramatic happened where they have to pull off this heist correctly in order to right that wrong that they did before. Another thing to keep in mind is the finale of the story should be the heist. Those struggles in planning the heist are what make up the majority of your story. This is what is the difference between a plot trope of a heist and a trope of a heist within a plot. Another thing to keep in mind is avoid making your law enforcement villains. They're more like obstacles. Your villain tends to be the person you are robbing. The law enforcement tends to be somebody who we just kind of have to make sure we're looking the other way with a hat on when they pass by. And remember that by definition, your cast of characters are criminals. So you have to make sure they're sympathetic and likable in some way. Humor is a very good part of this, but sometimes a tragic backstory or a good romance can help you build that sympathy that your readers will need to root for your characters. This last bit of advice is incredibly important, and that is how you explain the plan. If everything goes according to plan, do not explain the plan. Only explain it ahead of time if it fails, because then we know what went wrong. Trust me, they will be more disappointed if you explain a plan and it goes well, and you'll just leave them confused if you don't explain a plan that fails. In a lot of the heist ideas is the idea of kind of a gentleman thief, where you have these characters, yes, they're criminals, but they draw the line somewhere. The people they're robbing are the villains. The people they're stealing from are the ones who are doing the bad thing. We're not supposed to like the owner of the Bellagio. We're supposed to be very happy that he gets all of his money stolen. But we also don't want him dead. So that's generally a line that you need to draw with your characters. All in all, I think this is definitely a plot trope that everyone should try at some point in their lives. And... It's especially interesting if you are looking for a structure to steal. It has a pretty clearly defined structure. All you have to do is just watch a handful of heist movies and you'll get exactly the type of structure that you need for your own story. Then you create it, you figure out how to integrate it into your world, into your writing style, and then write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 